talking about SAFM and different shows. Don't forget, lovely KG is up next at 10 o'clock. She'll be taking you through to one with some fine, fine music for sure. So, Around about this time, we go into our food feature, and there's been a debate that is raging in the food sector, not just in South Africa, but globally, where various chefs have noticed that their recipes have been plagiarized and used by other people. So you would be scrolling through, checking out um, other chefs' works, and then suddenly you will notice that a chef has copied or paraphrased your recipe and then taken it as their own. Of course, this is intellectual property, but it does raise all sorts of questions around how one can actually protect one's IP when you are a chef. On the line is Chef Victor Kalenga, the executive chef at Tang in Santon, to give us some insights into that. Uh, Victor, thank you so much for joining us. Victor, hello. Okay, we seem to have lost Vixa. We're going to try and get uh, Vixa back on the line. Looking at IP in the food section. Vixa, you're with us. I'm here, yeah. Yeah, please. Thank you very much. Vixa, let's talk about the idea of what happens when you create a recipe and it is then plagiarized by another chef. And it may be, uh, maybe you read it in another recipe book, maybe you read it online on Instagram or something of that nature. How often does this happen? Uh, it doesn't happen often with me yet. Uh, but uh, for me, I take it as a... <laughs> Honored someone actually take your work and elevate it. I find it very, uh, I think it's an honor for an education, or pretty much like pretty much taking some, someone something new. So you might see it as an honor, and when yeah. you see your recipe in someone else's recipe book, even though it doesn't have your name attached to it, obviously there are other chefs who feel very, very differently. Are there ways that yeah. they are able to protect the IP of their work? To be honest, I don't think so. As soon as you put your work out there, anyone can use it. And yeah. um, the such a recipe that I've done, like a simple one that I'm doing at time, it's a black card. It's created by Noble. And, mm. and I use that dish. It's a very simple dish, but, the, but I turn it my way. So I'm always honor him every time I post a picture of that. Because yeah. I, I appreciate learning something amazing like for me. So I don't. I think it's from my perspective, it should be an honor. And uh, if someone don't appreciate your work, maybe it's just being <laughs> them. But uh, I think people should always like when you have a recipe like a notebook, you gotta definitely uh, honor him for that as well. So, so just um, for clarity, so if you decide, okay, fine, you want to use someone else's recipe, you would credit them that you would have taken that recipe and then uh, changed it for your own tastes or whatever, exactly. your own desire. Exactly, exactly right. Okay. How, yeah. how often are we seeing, um, have there ever been a case, cases against chefs for this kind of situation? Do you know of any? No, I've not, to be honest. It's actually my first time, the moment I read an article. Yeah. I've actually never experienced this before. Okay. 
So yeah. and, and 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 Victor, when you look at uh, you are the executive chef, so you're not the um, immediate chef within Tang, but you're the executive chef. Um, when you start to look at recipes that you are uh, focusing on for Tang. Are you trawling through other other cookbooks? Are you saying, okay, we know that avocados are in season now, so let's go and see what other recipes there are that we could maybe adapt, change, do something differently with it? Yeah, so actually the whole tag menu, Nikki van der Waal and I took us three years to put it by reading a lot of Asian books. Yeah. And um, it literally takes you one recipe from here, another one from here, and then adding my own twist to it. Yeah. So that's pretty much how uh, it works. So you, you, every day you gotta learn. You gotta learn from someone. That's <laughs> the way I take it. And of course you gotta be creative as well. But you gotta learn some from someone else. Tell us a little bit about uh, your own uh, training as a chef. Where you started and how you ended up at Tang. Not a long story, but I'm trying to make it short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I trained at International Hotel School in Cape Town, and yeah. um, and I was trained by the Asian chef at Willoughby called Sam in Cape Town as well. That's yeah. where my whole Asian flea came from and the love of it. And yeah. I just since then I couldn't stop. <laughs> and Nikki and I started two years back on this project, and COVID hit. And everyone thought we were crazy trying to open a restaurant to COVID, but we still like push and uh, working on the recipe every day to recover, cooking at home, getting the recipes ready, right? So it was a challenge, and uh, but Eliki believed in me, and uh, I believed in his vision, and that's when um, we just kicked off. If people want to go uh, to Tang, where is it found exactly in Sandton City? We are sitting at Mandela Square, yeah. which is behind the Mandela statue in Johannesburg. Fantastic. That's Chef Vixa Kalenga, who is the executive chef at Tang in Santon City. And uh, I suppose if you are a chef or you uh, have come up with some recipes, I'd love to know from you, how would you feel if you saw your recipe in another book and you weren't being credited for it? as uh, Vixer says, that uh, they would then go and credit the chef that uh, they may have taken the recipe from in order to adapt it for something else. But how would you feel and what could you do if it is in a recipe book and it's been published? And should the publishers be a bit more aware of that as well? We'd love to hear more from you.